From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 33, 33 to third of Free and Inspire Radio. Thanks for joining us today. In this episode, we're doing something a little different and looking at how one small dietary change immediately benefit your quality of life through the lens of your cognitive executive function have you ever heard of executive function i guess is the first question so let's answer that and hopefully you'll find this kind of interesting because i think this is where coaching and some of the other things that don't necessarily get talked about too much in natural medicine practice become really really important and hopefully i'll try and identify that a little bit more for you over time but let's get back to this have you heard of executive function well if you haven't it's the term used to classify our most important cognitive abilities so these abilities include working memory your ability to say no flexibility planning for a goal and reasoning and solving problems or obstacles to that goal for example So what does this mean in the real world and how it affects our day? So many things we aspire to where our health isn't where we want to be kind of comes under executive function. For example, executive function can help with the following. So taking the time to think before we act, otherwise known as not screaming at the person who cut you off. Resisting temptation, otherwise known as not picking up the phone when ice cream calls you last night. Being able to deal with unaccepted challenges, also known as your tire bursting on the way to work. Remembering essential tasks when working towards your goal, or more simply known as hearing Bill from Business Development make a presentation, remembering what he said, and then criticizing him uh, when you're asked for your opinion. Now, that's a bit nasty. Bill is actually kind of a nice guy. But executive function, to the point, is really, really important. It helps you to make the majority of your decisions and an easier way to think about it and something that we're going to bring up in more context later on is that there is a large balance between initiatory behavior, so behavior that gets things started, and inhibitory behavior, which is things that prevent you from getting to the end game or what you've started finished if that makes sense i'll try and explain that a little bit better later on this episode though we're going to look exactly what uh, executive functions are we've already kind of started doing that how they relate to the quality of your day and a few really really simple changes that you can do without me without anyone in order to really improve evidence-based wise really improve your executive function under your own steam which is what we're all about here 
that f- uh, Freedom Inspired Radio, which is your personal sovereignty, as in you've got the power. So executive function is essential in almost everything that we do and we've discussed that and we talk about it a lot as well without maybe meaning to. How often do you wish you could be more disciplined or concentrate on focus when you need to? In simpler terms, do you have an autopilot or an automatic pilot that just seems to take over at a time where you wished it wouldn't? Now, all these things are down to different aspects of your executive function. In most cases, it's a combination of them. Now, I've experienced this personally regarding my journey with different types of addiction. Sometimes you just lose the ability to explain how things happen. I also hear about this type of behavior a lot in the clinic regarding food, particularly sweet foods and also alcohol as well. Studies show that the troubles I've experienced and you may too fall in line with poorer executive functions. Obesity, overeating, substance abuse and poor compliance to treatment are all associated with suboptimal executive function. Now that's not all. Executive function is are compared or impaired, excuse me, in many mental health conditions. So if you're new to Free and Inspired Radio, that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at the connection between the digestion and mental health or digestion or mental health. So definitely a mental health episode, this one. The, as I said, executive functions are impaired in many mental health conditions, including the following. So attention deficit disorder or ADHD, conduct disorder, which you may not have heard of, but it's more behavioral issues with children. Uh, depression is a big one, Uh, obsessive compulsive disorder and schizophrenia all have impaired executive functions and that's quite the list. Now it doesn't end there though, less than the optimal executive function is related to poor workplace productivity and can predict how good a partner you'll be in a romantic relationship. So there you go, Uh, having poor executive function can make it harder for people to get along with you, with one study suggesting that it can also make you less dependable and more impulsive. Wow, okay, so it does seem as if you're one of those people that can find it hard to start things and maybe get out of your own way, that it's going to have a big effect on your life, and that's exactly what I'm trying to point out here. But all is not lost, and that's why I put this episode together. Let's take a short break on Free and Inspire Radio and we'll be back with more after this. Woo! Time to take a break. Are you enjoying this episode of Free and Inspired Radio? There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more Free and Inspired episodes, Simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Episode 33 of Free and Inspired Radio. Today we are looking at how one small dietary change can affect the quality of your life through the lens of something called executive function. Now in the first part of the show we just kind of touched on what executive function is and in this part of the show now the second part we're going to actually have a look exactly what you can do, what that dietary change is that I mentioned and another key way to help your executive function all under your own steam. So 
First, let's look at the things that affect your executive function. So stress, look, is one of the first things to affect executive function and it is a big one. It is disproportionately effective on executive function and other things that affect uh, these cognitive abilities are sadness, loneliness, sleep deprivation and low physical fitness. So a lot of these things, or at least two, to, two out of four there, you can have quite a big effect on just by getting your walking shoes on or just trying maybe to go and see someone if you need some help with your sleep. So as I mentioned, these different things can have such a disproportionate effect on executive function that you can present as if you have an attention deficit or hyperactivity disorder when you actually don't. So I'm just going to repeat that. Sadness, loneliness, sleep deprivation and low physical fitness can cause such a disproportionate effect, so such you know, a large or significant effect on your executive function that you can present as if you have an attention deficit or hyperactivity disorder when you don't. That's exactly how much these things affect the quality of your day when it comes to making decisions, setting goals, saying no, getting started, all of these things. It can actually make you look as if you have ADHD when you don't. Nuts. Crazy stuff. Hence why I'm doing this episode. Now, improving your relationship with stress will positively influence executive function. And look, I think improving your relationship with stress will affect a lot of great things. And if you haven't heard that episode, go and listen to the Manage Your Stress episode. And this this isn't an invitation to stress less. And if you've listened to my stress episode, you'll know that I don't necessarily love telling people to do that because I just think it's obsolete. Why? Because we all have an intuitive understanding that prolonged bouts of stress aren't good for us and we know that taking some responsibility can help. Still, life demands so much of us that escaping a high level of engagement, even if we're kind of happy, you have a great job, you've got a lovely family and everything's going well, it's just even that high level of engagement that's difficult, especially if you live in Hong Kong or one of the other financial centres, London, New York or Singapore even, for example. So there are managed ways to manage your stress over a surprisingly short time. And once again, I would encourage you to listen to that episode where we go into more detail on this. But based on what we've talked about here, it might be better to first exercise if you aren't or see someone about improving your sleep if these things aren't in line with where you want them to be. Because two out of those four look sadness. That can be circumstantial, right? Grief is difficult. Being sad in general, you know, that that can take some time, maybe seeing a counsellor. Loneliness can take time too, but going for a walk and sorting your sleep out may be a little bit uh, what we call low-hanging fruit or easier to pick. So see if that can be something where you can get started. But here's a great question. What if being stressed means the executive function that you might rely upon to make those changes is impaired? I think that's a great question because we see this a lot in mental health conditions, right? We know what we need to do. We know that we may need to not, you know, we may need to sleep more or we may need to exercise a little bit more, but we find it difficult to initiate those processes. And this is where executive function steps in. 
So if this is the case for you, then it's time to just do something simple and achievable that doesn't require too much impulse control or concentration. And in my opinion, that can be using a capsulated or liquid herbal formula. One of the key ways I feel herbal medicine can make a difference in the quality of your day is by reducing your reactivity to stress. And that may not be mentally or emotionally, it may actually be physically. And this is where in some cases, not carrying around the physical burden of your stress can give you enough space in some cases to, you know, just exp- you know feel less wrapped up in it. So in the episode I mentioned before, we see that functional MRI shows that meditation is the best way to reduce your reactivity in response to stress. However, on the in the case of herbal medicine, passionflower, lavender, ashwagandha, or withania, or Indian ginseng, depending on where you're from. Uh, and nutritionals such as L-theanine from green tea can all help you to stay calm when things get a little crazy. So whilst these herbs don't have great studies directly affecting executive function, they do have great studies on things like anxiety and other forms of stress. So you can definitely have a look at that if you want to. But in this case, there are indirect effects on one of the leading causes can uh, helps my patients a lot, and I see it very, very regularly especially in the initial stages of making change. Why? is because we see results specifically with slowing down thought processes and that allows working memory to improve, impulse control to improve because you can basically talk yourself out of it and dealing with unexpected challenges because you're able to stay calm in the moment. And these types of things are really beneficial when you're trying to you know, make some changes, start a meditation practice, for example, or something along those lines. Once these things start to feel more stable, the real solution to improving your executive function, quality of your day, and perhaps your life can get underway. Here we go, the big dietary change, right? So before I introduce this, and I really apologize for this, I feel like I've had this question before and I've talked to patients about executive function, and we're going to go on a little tangent before we hit the dietary change because it will make a lot more sense. It's going to be very short. What's the difference between brain fog and poor executive function and i hear this question so i'm just going to address it now it's like a big wedge in our flow of the episode but i'll get to this dietary change what's the difference between brain fog and poor executive function well firstly in my interpretation at least brain fog is a broad term encompassing mental health symptoms that include poor executive function for example along with poor executive function, which may consist of being unable to say no when you want or not being able to solve an unexpected challenge at the time, brain fog can also include things like language, memory recall, focus and attention, aside from the working memory of executive function. Whilst this this definition is my interpretation, obviously, regarding how people see, you know, I see both present in the clinic, I see many high-functioning people who experience brain fog In contrast, I see people without brain fog who have trouble making decisions about their health and executing some of those things we've touched on, such as impulse control. So to be fair, I think one affects the other, but both can benefit from this dietary change that we've touched on. And the dietary change is, big drum roll, a diet high in fruits and vegetables improves executive function what an anti-climax and you know what i did it on purpose i'm really sorry if you're like damn this guy but we're always looking for a sophisticated and innovative answer to all of our issues right but in this case 
improving your level of fruits and vegetables definitely improves your executive function. We see this a lot, especially now children and teenagers. If you ever have the time, look up executive function and diet in schools. It is a little concerning, but this is not what we're here to explore in this episode. The problem is that poor executive function is associated with higher consumption of unhealthy foods, which of course can make it harder to change. Now this is this challenge is where the real solution lies, small steps. So let's look at it as an example. You're, let's say you're eating within Hong Kong standards, which currently sits at around one to two serves of fruits and vegetables a day. But why not? So why not start adding one extra serving of vegetables to lunch and dinner? Now, just to put that in real life terms, that can be half to one cup. I would say one cup extra serves of vegetables to begin now if you actually go and look at what cup one cup of measurement looks like it's not that much so even just ordering a salad at lunch or dinner when you're out just commit to that and immediately you'll double your intake without thinking from there each time you achieve this your executive function will become more stable and you'll find it easier to keep going So in terms of executive function, research from 2014 suggests that the successful application of a healthy diet requires a balance of two types of behavior that we actually explored at the beginning of this episode. The first is the right amount of inhibitory behavior, presumably not to eat processed and unhealthy foods, and the second is the right amount of initiatory behavior to keep those fruits and vegetables consistently up to experience the benefits. Both of these behaviors come under the banner of executive function and both also get easier over time. Now, this strategy is where setting a time destination in the future and delaying judgment until that time destination makes the most sense. Another way to think about this is a quote that I use in the clinic a lot. We overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. Now, this quote articulates the effect that this small dietary change can have over time. Now, and if you feel as if you might benefit from this, I encourage you to make a start where you can. Why? People with better executive function have a better quality of life. That's a reference that, that I literally pulled that from a journal. And It's crazy to me that if it doesn't matter if you're a teenager or a woman celebrating their 60th birthday, you can improve the quality of your life and health by making small changes to enhance executive function, one of which is to increase the serves of fruits and vegetables you have by a minimum of five serves a day. I would say getting up to six to nine is a better mark. But hey, let's start where we can. The longer you practice these changes, the easier they become. Now, to a point where these behaviors become so natural that they shift to other brain regions because they're so automatic. And I think this change in brain activity goes some way to articulate the whole, it takes, you know, this long period of time to create a habit conversation. But that is definitely left to neuroscience and another episode, perhaps. So, what do you think? Improving goal setting, initiating behaviors to work, 
you know, behaviors to work towards these goals, saying no to things that will get these goals off track and many other behaviors that encompass executive function, they all take effort. And this is the thing that we kind of get scared of, right, is that the effort's going to be difficult and we don't necessarily see what's going to happen. We're not guaranteed. We don't have the certainty that we're looking for in relation to whether or not these efforts are going to pay off for us. But what I hope you've heard through this episode is that a small effort to increase your dietary consumption of fruits and vegetables will pay off. And you can go to philipwatkins.health and you can see all the references that I've used to put this together. We're talking about studies that have been done that show that a healthier diet will improve your ability to get through your day and maybe improve your life and also maybe make your spouse love you more as if that was possible. Before we finish this episode of Free and Inspire Radio, if you would love to hear more from me and get the word on things like new articles for the website, podcast episodes, and all of the good stuff, go and join our community via the newsletter at philipwatkins.health. If you do that, you will get a free ebook about probiotics and the brain so that can be all yours lucky you now the your reviews on apple Podcasts and spotify as always help me to get the word on the street and if you're listening to this on youtube throw the video a like and subscribe to see when each new podcast is uploaded uh, as always when we get to this point of the show if you have gotten to this point of the show and you've listened to a few episodes or this is your first one whatever thank you so much for taking the time for to let me kind of express myself big shout out to health rocks as uh, again for being uh, sending some nice feedback my way and also to my colleague bonnie who was nice enough to tell me that the episode on SIBO had a few sound issues and i'm very very grateful if you feel as if you have some feedback around any of these episodes they're too long they're too short not enough here not enough there just let me know because this show is all about you and it's all about helping you find the freedom to feel inspired again and once again i hope this episode gets you one step closer Until next week, we're going to be talking about meditation next week. Until next week, don't forget to take care of yourself and those around you. And thanks for listening to Free and Inspired Radio. Bye. Oh my gosh, you made it to the end. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip, please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.